John chapter number 18 and pray for me. I've been fighting the cold and the sinuses and all that kind of junk, and, uh, and we need the touch of God. Amen? You need the touch of God if you're, you're well. You sure need it when you're sick. Amen? Uh, John chapter number 18, and we're going to read just a few, just a couple verses. Matter of fact, verse 37 and 38. Uh, there's been, this thing's changed so much in the last week, what I wanted to do today, and, uh, and, and even just, just recently, uh, I've read these verses, and, and I know it seems like, seems like these verses should be an Easter text that you would use at Easter time, uh, but it's, it's, it's really not, it's something that, that we need to, we need to have for today. Uh, Christmas is a time to celebrate the birth of the Savior, the coming Messiah, are y'all with me? Uh, uh, I love it when the, when the angels appeared to the shepherds and said, Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Amen? Uh, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. He is here. He's here. Wednesday night, we, we learned that throughout the Bible, uh, from the beginning of the Bible uh, to the beginning of the New Testament, it said, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. The angels declared that night, he's here, he's here, he's here. Somebody say amen. And he came, and he was born. And in these verses, we find uh, uh, he is being interrogated. Uh, and this is right before his death. This is right before his crucifixion, and it's kind of ironic we're talking about death uh, when, when we're celebrating birth, amen? Yesterday, yesterday we had a, uh, in this building here, we, we were uh, uh, holding a funeral. Uh, we were dealing with grieving family members who were uh, talking about and, and discussing the departure of a loved one, and right across that wall, there was a family that was celebrating the arrival of a family member, uh, death and life all together, the beginning and the end. Well, in this particular verse, in chapter ver- or verse number 37, have you found your spot? It says, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. Watch this. To this end was I born. To this end was I born. Jesus is saying, I was born to die. I can't, you know, Tiger Woods was born to hit a golf ball. Uh, uh, Muhammad Ali was born to wear uh, a, a set of boxing gloves. Uh, Dale Earnhardt was born to drive a race car. We have so many different people. Michael Jordan was born to shoot a basketball. But Jesus said, I was born to die. I came into this world before the foundations of the earth. I was destined to die. When Jesus proclaimed, uh, when he came down the river Jordan and John Baptist saw him coming, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. He came for this cause, to this cause, to this end was I born. He was born to die. The Bible says, he said, to this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the, what's that word? Truth. Everyone that is of the truth, Heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? What is truth? We find a politician. We find somebody high in authority is in search of something real. He says, What is truth? Do you realize that people all over this world is still asking that question? And if you will give me a few moments this morning, I want to try to answer 
this question. You see, Pilate didn't even wait long enough for Jesus to give him an answer to the question. He walks out and says, look, I don't find any fault in this man. But today, let's take the word of God and answer the question, what is truth? Are y'all with me? Say amen. Father, help us now. Help me. God, please, please, please anoint my mind and my heart. Give me the ability to deliver your word in such a way that it's understandable to the hearer. Lord, let us leave and say that we've heard from glory. We've heard from heaven. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our needs. God, lift us up and teach us something today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. He says, what is truth? I I looked up the word truth in Webster's Dictionary. And it says, this is the definition it gave. A real state of things or the facts. A real state of things. In other words, what is real? There is something about reality that people are desiring today. Uh, Reality shows have been the big hit and and everybody's tuning into that because they're tired of fiction. You know what I submit to you today? The same thing is going on in the house of God. The very same thing is going on in churches all over America and all over the world. People are tired of false advertising. People are tired of fake religion. People are tired of what's going on in this world. They walk into a church and there's no power. We walk into a church and there's no love. We walk into their church and there's no Christianity. There is religion, but there's no Christianity. People are not acting like Christ. And I'm telling you, this world does not hate God. They do not hate Jesus. Matter of fact, they love Love Jesus, they just hate religion. And they're looking for something real. And what the question is saying, what is real? What is truth? What is truth? Well, in order to find that answer, we want to, we want to set the table a little bit by giving you just a few verses out of Psalms 119, verse 89. It says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Psalms 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm glad the word of God will guide us every step of the way. It says, Psalms 119, 140, thy word is very pure. Thy servant loveth it. Psalms 119, 160, thy word is true from the beginning. And every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. John 17, 17, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Preacher, where can we find the truth? It won't be in the White House. It won't be in the State House. Hey, listen, it won't be, it won't be in the places that we're trying to find it today. It's not going, hey, it won't be in the schoolhouse. But I tell you what, if you'll break open the word of God, he said, thy word is true. You can base your life. This is real. There is facts right here. Facts, ma'am, just the facts. Amen. And if we go, if we go to God's word, I believe we can answer the question that has been posed to us, what is truth? What is truth? I found, I found a, 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 about three verses. I found about three verses that, that, that encapsulates all of the truth of the word of God. Amazing as it sounds. Uh, this past Wednesday, I had the opportunity. I told everybody I was going to try to preach the whole book of Revelation in 50 minutes, and we did. Say amen. I had to talk real fast, but we got her done. Amen. We took one verse, one verse, Revelation 119. Revelation 119. And listen, it outlines the whole book of Revelation. 
He says, write the things which thou hast seen, write the things which are, and write the things which shall be hereafter. The things which thou hast seen, that's chapter number one. The things which are, that's present day, that's the church age, that's chapters two and three, the letters to the seven churches. Chapters four through 22, that's the things which shall be hereafter. And if I hang on to that right there, I'll begin to preach what I did Wednesday because it's so good, amen. But the whole book is in that one verse. Do you realize in Ephesians chapter number 2, you can find the truth of the Word of God. It's, it's, it's found right in three simple verses. Don't you see? Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 3. I, I'll have it up here. You don't have to worry about finding it because we're, we're in a hurry. Amen. Uh, verse number 3. Watch what it says. Among whom also we, what's that word? We who? Now, if you look at your neighbor, you can say he's talking to you. Amen. This Bible is referring to every human being breathing air. We all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Preacher, what are you trying to say? I believe the truth of this Bible teaches us from the very beginning all the way to the very end. I'm talking about from the Garden of Eden all the way to Revelation 22 when God makes all things new. I'm telling you, all the way through we find out that man sins. Mankind is broken. Mankind has issues. The Bible said we all had our conversation. And the word conversation there means behavior or lifestyle. Preacher, what are you trying to say? Just because you have a suit on this morning, just because you're sitting in the church house this morning, that gives you no right to look down on the drunk in Skid Row. That gives you no right to look down in the attic there in the crack house. That gives you no right to look down on somebody that you don't think is good as you because according to the Word of God, the truth is this, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. I grew up a preacher's kid, but I was lost. I grew up a good preacher's kid. I was the exception to the rules, amen. My brother, on the other hand, amen. Seriously, I was the good one, and I was lost. I wore the cowboy boots in the, in the, in the, in the, in the three, the, the, uh, I don't even remember, the, the suit with the vest on it, three-piece suit. Y'all with me? I had, I had collars on my suit John Travolta would be jealous of. I had a King James Bible that was bigger than I was, Thompson Chain Reference. I won at Old Fashioned Day because I brought the most visitor. And son, everybody called me the little preacher. And you know what? I was lost as a goose. My dad being a preacher couldn't get me in. My mom shouting in church couldn't get me in. Me, no, I knew, I knew, <coughs> I knew more verses then than I know now. I had, man, we, we went to Christian school, and in Christian school, they made you memorize so much of the Bible, I thought my brain was going to explode. Dad would treat me like a little monkey. He'd take me out on visitation and say, all right, quote him, son. And I'd sit there on the stool and quote verses so people would, ah, you know. I thought to myself, one time I'm going to quote out the NIV just to mess with him. Amen. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? I'm kidding. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Listen. 
I was lost. Because according to the word of God, I arrived that way. There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have said, and you know what that verse said? We are by nature children of wrath. You know what that means? Y'all are not going to believe this. I'm telling you, hold on, hold on to your wig. I'm telling you, this, this one right here is going to, you, you, it's more natural for you to tell a lie than to tell the truth. When you're in trouble, your first instinct's not to say, I did it. When that officer pulls you over and said, did you have your seatbelt on? Your, your first instinct is, yes. Or, no, no, I didn't. Give me my ticket. I'd love to have, you know, I didn't do right. That's not our first instinct. My little kid, I've told this story 500 times. My daughter, when, when she was a little bitty thing, she, didn't, she couldn't even put a sentence together yet. She was only old enough to say, uh-huh or uh-uh. That's it. She broke a tag on the front of my truck. I sat there and watched her. She turns around and looks at me with a broke piece in her hand. And I said, did you break my tag? She said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I didn't, I didn't send her to the, the lying graduate school. I didn't teach her how to lie. What did she do? She did what came natural. And I found this out all through the Bible. We have man messing up. David committed adultery and murder. Adam and Eve disobeyed in the garden. Uh, Noah got drunk. Abraham lied. Jacob deceived. Peter cussed and denied. You know what Paul said? Paul said it like this. Man, that which I want to do, I don't do. And that which I don't want to do, I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Now, how many of y'all could relate to Paul? How many of y'all have been like your preacher and gone to God and I said, I did it again? I said, I'd never get that mad again. I said, I'd never lose my temper again. I said, I'd never look at that again. I said, I'd do, I said, I wouldn't. I said, I wouldn't ever say, I, and here we are. And let me tell you something. You can, you can try to be good on your own merit all you want to. And I'm saying all this stuff, apart from God, you might be good for a little bit. But you're always going to return back to what comes. Amen. So quit expecting lost people to act like saved people. Don't get angry because the drunk's acting like a drunk. That's what they do. My coon dog got loose. And my wife's cat was in the yard. And... And I was outside, and it running up a tree, and it was doing what comes natural. And it was kind of exciting to me. <laughs> and the only problem was, my wife was watching through the window, and I didn't know it. The old dog was on the side of that tree, and I just petted him up. Good boy, good boy. Yeah, good boy, all right. She comes out, and she's not sanctified at all. I said, what are you, what, what, why are you mad? It's just what he's, it's his nature. Are y'all with me? 
And we'll, we'll, we'll be in a restaurant and get mad at the man in the booth next door because he's acting a little ignorant. He's just doing what, matter of fact, let me say this, according to that verse, he's just doing what we'd have done. We all have, yeah, we get saved for a little while and we think we Mother Teresa. Come on, people. We all got our little thing in the past, don't we? Man sins. I mean, all through the Bible, from the very beginning all the way to the end, I find out that man is messed up. Messed up. And according to the word, it says our very best good deeds are as filthy rags. Filthy rags. Messed up. But you know what that next verse says? Watch this right here. I love this. It says man by nature are the children of wrath even as others. We're messed up. We're sinners. But the very next verse, verse 4, but God. Man's all messed up but God. Man deserves hell but God. Man deserves condemnation but God. Listen, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. I know this is a very simple outline, but I'm telling you, if we would just get this in our heart. What is truth? Truth is this. Man's messed up. Man sins. But the truth is, God loves. God loves. He loved Adam and Eve when they sinned in the garden. He had every right to destroy them. He had every right to obliterate them. He, ever, he had every right, listen, to destroy them off the face of this earth. But there was only one problem. He loved them too good. They deserved to die. They disobeyed. They sinned. They went against God. And instead of destroying them and making them pay, he said, I will come and die for you. God loves. Listen, we'll get on a guilt trip. The devil will jump up on our shoulder. He'll jump up on our shoulder because we're not performing right. We'll get so guilty and we'll get so, we'll get so far away from God and we'll get afraid to even talk to him. I've been in places in my life, and I didn't want to pray because I didn't think he wanted to talk to me. And the whole time, he was loving me. The whole time, he was missing my presence. The whole time, he was desiring to fellowship with me. I tell you what, every day, every single day that the prodigal son was gone, every single day that the prodigal son was in in debauchery and sin, every single day that father was loving his son and was longing for his son and was desiring for his son to come home. You say, how do you know that? Because when he got in eyesight, when the son come home, he saw him a great way off and ran to him. Why? Because he loved him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. One of the verses we memorized when I was a little kid. Brethren, let us love one another. For love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God. For God is love. 1 John 4, 7 and 8. And I've heard people say this. I've heard people say this, I don't know why God would love a sinner like me. 
I don't know why God would love a sinner like me. Bad as I am, as wicked as I am, it don't have nothing to do with you. It's just who he is. God is love. When you're bad, God is love. When you're crooked, God is love. When you're mischievous, God is love. Listen, are y'all awake this morning? When you're up, he loves you. When you're down, he loves you. When you're in, he loves you. When you're out, he loves you. When you're good, he loves you. When you're bad. You know, we can't, we can't, our mind cannot even conceive unconditional love. Because we're so programmed in this world, it's a give and take. It's a give and take. Listen, I will do for you what you can do for me, and I will love you if you will love me. Well, that has nothing to do with the love of God. And when we think we can't perform good enough, we think he's disappointed with us. Are you kidding me? We can't perform good enough to earn his love. So he just said, I'm going to just love you anyway. God loves. You know what? <clears throat> Y'all not going to believe this, but I, 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 I did an in-depth study of the book of Revelation. And throughout, throughout the greatest, most intense, Intense, horrific judgments that he was bringing down on this earth. There's always a space. You can say it this way, a space of grace. Where there was a time out in the judgment. Why? Because God was giving mankind an opportunity to repent. You study it. You see if I'm not telling the truth. Throughout the most horrific times, he always says, whoa. And gives people an opportunity. We find we find God's love with, with, with the ark. Man deserved to be destroyed. They were wicked beyond our imagination. And God said, it repented me that I've made man. But one verse stands out like no other. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. You see, love won out. Man was wicked, but God loved. Say amen. Number three. Number three. We find in, in Ephesians chapter 2 that man's messed up. Aren't we? How many of y'all have seen some messed up people? Let me help you with those that didn't raise your hand. Have you ever seen a mirror? Now you can fake it in some other church, but not at Temple. So how how do, how did them crooked people get along so good? Because we know everybody in here is just as crooked as we are. Amen. Everybody's got problems. This verse says we're all messed up. We're all messed up. This is going to ruin some of y'all's appetite for lunch. I can tell that right now. I had an elderly lady tell me one time, she said, I've always been a Christian. I thought to myself, well, you need to read your Bible. Okay, right, let's, verse 37. All right, the Lord is good, amen, hallelujah. In Ephesians 2, verse 3, we find that man sins, man's messed up. We got problems, we got issues. In verse 4, we find, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even though man's crooked and man's broken and man's a sinner, God loved 
It just says who he is. Then, then, then verse number five, we find the third one, the third truth. See, we're looking for truth. We're trying to find, trying to find the answer to Pilate's question. We, we, we find the truth is, the facts are, what's real is, is man's sins. What's real is God loves. What's real is this, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. I believe the truth is this, man sins. I believe the truth is this, God loves. I believe the truth is this, Jesus saves. <laughs> Jesus saves. Listen, I love that old song. Spread the tidings all around. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Y'all with me? Jesus saves. Man's broken, but God loves him, and he sent his son to save. He's the Savior. He's the Messiah. I, uh, listen, in, in, in uh, John chapter 3, verse 17, it says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be what? Saved. First John chapter 2. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate. Say that word with me. We have an, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. I never truly understood that until I came to Coleman, the pastor. <clears throat> I don't know what it is about people in trouble when they go, have to go to the judge, but they think if a preacher's there, they're going to get off. Brother Raglan, has that ever happened to you? Does anybody, preacher, will you go with me? Like, like I, I, you know, I, I've, never been to, I've never been to court in my life till I moved to, to Coleman, Alabama. And the only, only, only court experience I've ever had was Perry Mason. Are y'all with me? And that was in black and white. And preacher, where you going? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Now, you got to understand. Remember, I've been a real, real sheltered child my whole life. Are y'all with me? I mean, we didn't even have a TV. We had to go down to Grandma's to watch the Hulk. Say amen. It's, I'm sorry, Dad. I didn't mean to slip on that one. Amen. Uh, and so I've never, I've never been in trouble except for the whoopings I got from my father. And, uh, and, and so I'm sitting here, and I'm nervous. As, I'm not even in trouble, and I'm nervous as a cat. And I'm sitting there, and, 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 and one of the first things that happened is, is they, they called up, they called the name of the fella that I was with, and, 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 and him and, 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 and his lawyer went up, and, and Judge Cheney, anybody know Judge Cheney? He's like nine feet tall and four feet wide, and, and that gown he wears is intimidating. Say amen. Well, he looks around them two standing in front of him, and he's looking at me. He points at me. He says, are you with them? And I was going to say, no. I said, yes, sir. He said, come up here. Oh, I don't want to go up there. I don't want to go up there. We go up there, and he does his thing, and we go back and sit down, and we're sitting there waiting. And I never understood, really got the gist of that verse till. Till they called somebody else's name. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking around. And, and all of a sudden, this distinguished gentleman from over here on the right side, he got up. I'm talking about sharp as a tack. Wore alligator shoes. Say amen. 
He had his briefcase and he walked over there to the center. He said, yes, sir, my name is such and such and I'm representing such a, the name they just called. Dude didn't even walk up in front of him. The advocate stood there for him. And when I started thinking about what I just saw compared with the truth of the word of God, you see, there was a day when the prosecuting attorney, the devil, the accuser of the brethren, stood before the father and said, let me tell you, let me tell you what Malcolm done. Let me tell you what I saw. Let me tell you what I witnessed. And the bad part was he was right. I was guilty as charged. I did everything that he said, but there was only one problem. When they called my name, somebody else got up. Jesus Christ got up and walked before the judge and says, I'm here to represent him, and I have already paid the ransom. I have taken care of the issue, and God said, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Somebody give God praise and glory. Yes, amen. Hey, what's the truth? Man's messed up. What's the truth? God loves him anyway. What's the truth? God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sin and deliver us forever and ever and ever. Are y'all with me? I'm so glad to know I know the truth. You say, preacher, but the devil's been like, well, tell him the truth. Do you realize the only weapon the devil has against you is lies? And there's only one weapon to defeat a lie, and that's the truth. Why do you think when he tempted Jesus in the garden, he went to quoting the truth? Listen, if you, you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. He said, it is written. Man, should I live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And see, now, now, don't ever think that the devil don't know some of the word, too. That's why you need to rightly divide the word, because he'll try to trick you. He tried to use the word against the word. Isn't that silly? Oh, if you, if you, if you just cast yourself off of this pinnacle here, hey, listen, won't the, angel, the angels won't let you dash your foot against a stone. Isn't that written? He said, yeah, but it is also written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The truth. You know what he said about it? You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What is the truth? Man's messed up. The truth is God loves him. And the truth is this, Jesus came to save him. You know what this old crazy world needs to know right now? Not how the economy's going to turn around. Not where we're going to get our health care, how affordable, how expensive it's going to be. They need to know right now that they're messed up. And they need to know that there's a God in heaven that loves them just right where they are. And Jesus can save them today right now at this moment there may be a person in this room right now God's already speaking to your heart he's already whispering to your heart right now you need what that preacher just talked about well I tell you what you can do we're going to have every head bowed and every eye closed every head bowed and every eye closed we've got people at this altar right now that's got a Bible in their hand 
And all you got to do, if you're a lady, we have ladies. If you're a gentleman, we have gentlemen. And all you've got to do is step out of your pew right now, and there will be somebody to greet you at this altar, and they will be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. They'll be glad to take a Bible and show you in the Word where it says that, that we, have, we have been condemned by our sin. And they'll take you in the Word and show you where Jesus died so you can be freed. He died so you can live. They'll take you in the Word and show you, For with the heart man believeth in the righteous, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you got to do is be willing to come. I'm not going to make you force you. I'm not going to bend your arm. I can't do that. You got to be willing. And I pray that you'll be. I'm going to pray for you right now. You say, preacher, I've got problems. Well, God can help you with them too. Say, preacher, I'm saved, but I've got some issues in my life. Well, he can help. He loves you. He can help. All you got to do is come. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Come to this altar and give it to him. Father, we're going to sing a verse of invitation, and I pray that you'll come. I pray that you'll come and move in the hearts of those that are lost. Please don't let them leave in that condition. I've just told them the truth today. All through the Bible, I find man's messed up. All through the Bible, I find that God loves. All through the Bible, I found that Jesus saves. Father, please touch and anoint those that come. Lord, let the broken come. Let the needy come. Let the sick come. Let the discouraged come. Let the the depressed come. Let those that are looking come. Let those that are seeking come. Let the thirsty come and find the living water. Lord, let the hungry come and find the living bread. Lord, let, the, let, the, let, let those that are dead in their dreams and their desires and their hope come and find the resurrection. Father, I pray that your will be done right now. As we sing this verse of invitation, if someone needs to move, let them come as we sing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. I want you to come. Don't wait. Don't wait. If God is speaking to your heart, I'm not going to drag out this invitation, but if you need to be saved, I want you to come. If you've got issues, if you've got problems, you need somebody to help you pray with, we'll pray with you. We'll help you today. Don't let the devil deceive you. Don't keep from doing something you know you need to do this morning. Come, as we sing, God bless this need. speaking to your heart oh don't leave don't leave without committing yourself to him don't leave without meeting the need I promise you God will help God will move in your life like no other you gotta trust him you gotta trust him 
Call upon the Lord. Call upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. Won't you come? Sing on. He's a kind, compassionate friend. Oh, I like this part. If I but ask him, he will deliver. Yes, amen. Everybody sing with all you got in this chorus. Come on now. I must tell Jesus. Sing out. Sing so we can hear you. Yes, amen. I cannot. 